Run the Damn Ball podcast is back, baby, and it's draft season time, Matt. I can't wait. We finally got the quarterbacks. You know I love breaking down the QBs. We got some good ones. And then we're going to go, we're going to talk a little bit about the next, the favorite position that every team wants, baby. And that's the guy that can get after the quarterback. So I can't wait. We got a big, surprising, exciting show tonight. A little breakdown. Let's go, baby. That's it. We're going to talk about quarterbacks, D linemen, and edge rushers. You know what they say? You got to get guys that can throw it and get guys that can get after the guys who throw it. So let's do it. Here we go, baby. Quarterback time. You know, this is everyone's favorite position to break down, to talk about, to get the nitpicks in and out of every single draft prospect. I'm going to kick it to Matt. Matt, let's hear your top 10 draft prospects at the quarterback spot. Here we go, baby. My top 10, starting with number one. Everybody knows who this is. I'm going with the best QB prospect since John Elway, Trevor Lawrence. No doubter. Number two, I got Zach Wilson from BYU. Love the guy. Stud. Number three, Josh Fields, Ohio State. We got number four, big-timer Mac Jones from Alabama. Number five, Trey Lance. Number six, Kyle Trask. Seven, Jamie Newman. Eight, Kellen Mond. Nine, Davis Mills, the big guy from Stanford. And number 10, I got my guy, Sam Ellinger. Huckham Horns. I like that. We're going to differentiate a little bit here. I'm going to start them out. I got Lawrence, one. Zach Wilson, two. Fields, three. Trey Lance, four. Mac Jones, five. Davis Mills, six. Kellen Mon seven. Jamie Newman, eight. Trask, nine. And Sam Ellinger, number 10. Matt, we don't have to talk about Lawrence much, obviously. Big-time arm strength, athleticism off the charts, high football IQ. He's a winner, lost three games in college. I mean, if you want to nitpick his game at all, going through his progressions to get to his second and third guy is something. But, I mean, this guy's an A-plus prospect through and through. A-plus prospect, ready to roll, polish, step in, very first snap in OTAs. Uh, compares, I think he plays like Josh Allen. I've been saying this for a while. I think he's a little more polished than Josh Allen coming out. Big arm, big body, can run. We know what it is. Josh Allen's a stud. Lawrence is going to be a stud. On to the next, baby. Yeah, he, he already probably has some property in Jacksonville, obviously. We agree on the second one. Zach Wilson out of BYU, 6'3", 209-pound junior from Brigham Young. Matt, what do you like about Wilson? Zach Wilson, man, I love his accuracy. I love his stature in the pocket. I think this guy reminds me of Russell Wilson, but a little taller. Obviously, at 6'3", Wilson being a hair under six foot, maybe six foot. But I think this guy, what this guy stands at the top of is his accuracy. I think his short intermediate accuracy, I think his 15-plus accuracy, his 20-yard-plus in accuracy. I think Trask was first because he had the weapons um, and 20-plus yard completions but um zach wilson was second with 35 um so that's a huge stat i like to go on his accuracy 73.5 percent so that just backs up the fact very interesting to see where he falls the jets offensive coordinator mike lafleur runs a wide zone scheme similar to the byu offense i think it's going to be hard 
to not pull the trigger on this guy. I think he's definitely landing on the Jets. I love Sam Darnold, but I think new coaching era, new time, Zach Wilson in green. Yeah, I love Zach Wilson. He can make all the off-script plays, killing you with his legs as well. Has like a Matty Stafford type where he throws with different arm angles like Pat Mahomes. Make all off-platform throws. Great intermediate uh, and excellent timing on intermediate routes. He's tough too. Moxie likes to run his mouth. Tough will run you over. Talk a little shit. I mean, think about it. He doesn't have big-time weapons at BYU, and they still won a ton of games out there. I like him a lot. Like The Jets, top three. I think someone's going to trade up for him, though. Someone we don't see like out of the top ten, like the 49ers maybe come up and try to get him because I think he'd fit with Kyle Shanahan and all those guys pretty well. Matt, who who do you have number three, Justin Fields? I got Justin Fields number three, and and I went back and forth on this, um, I think, earlier in the season. But he really – you know, any doubt I had – about him he really showed up in that in that playoff college football playoff how we wanted to see it right we saw i kind of questioned the teams he played against uh kind of not throwing the ball down the field in the big 10 championship what he did um to clemson was enough for me uh the guy showed up in the bright lights i know he's banged up against alabama still played tough his o-line was um demolished i mean the thing was two guys were out from the game playing Clemson to the Alabama game. So that was tough, but he rose up for Clemson. He had a great game. He showed he was tough. He was accurate through the ball with velocity, good intermediate route. I'm giving this guy comparison. Listen, I know I'm down a little bit on him, but I think this guy can develop a little bit. I think he can show some spark in his rookie year. I think he can develop where he can hit that home run play down the field. I don't think he's as good coming out, but I think he can mold and look just like Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I saw a few guys comp him to Deshaun. I mean, I like it. I love how tough he is. He showed it when they played Michigan State, and when they played Alabama, he was banged up, came back in versus Clemson, came back in after getting hit and was a baller. Deep ball throw is one of the best. Reminds me of Russell Wilson, how he can throw it. I just like how accurate and decisive he is in the pocket. He does have a good feel being in the pocket, even though their own line struggled this year. I like Fields a lot. He's someone that I think you could build a team around. I think top five pick for sure. The toughest thing is the scheme. I think a team that uses utilizes a lot of play action, works the middle of the field, would be a good spot for the Ohio State signal caller. Matt, number four, you said you had Mac Jones. I got Mac Jones up here. I mean, this guy – it played about as elite as you could play a college football season. 41 touchdown passes, four interceptions. Here's the big thing, 77%. Highest PFF QB grade since 2014. He registered a 95.8. Zach Wilson had a 95.4. Joe Burrow finished with a 94.9. Kyler Murray, 94.6. Baker Mayfield, 94.6. So you get the spill that Mac Jones was off the charts. First-ranked PFF on third-down conversions, highest rating there for college quarterbacks. That is a huge stat. The guy knows how to play at the big time. Third down, who do you want to have the ball, right? In the NFL, you look Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, Mac Jones wanted the ball on third down. He was going to convert. Some comparisons I got Mac Jones. 
Uh, I look at a little bit, his arm's not as big as Matt Stafford's, but the way he moves a little bit, I got a little Matt Stafford feel, a little Matty Ice, Matt Ryan. I think he also looks a little bit, plays a little bit like Phillip Rivers. I could see Mac Jones anywhere from that 15 to 32. I know a lot of people like him, a lot of talk of him possibly fitting with Bill Belichick in New England. No, we don't want his ass. Hey, man, the talks are out there. Uh, but you you never know, like you said, if a team falls back, team comes up. You never know what the Houston Texans are going to do with their draft picks trading. You don't know if the Lions love golf. I mean, there's many things that could happen here, especially with that quarterback carousel here. So I think many teams need quarterbacks. I think the free agents will take some take up some space. But uh, interesting to see here. I think Mac Jones is a stud first rounder. Yeah, I like Jones. I just worried about like the new age NFL. You got to be able to make plays with your feet and move around. He does have good pocket awareness. I'm just talking about like outside the pocket, the off script kind of stuff. He has to go to a system that'll fit his trade. West Coast system, quick rhythm based throws. I like him though. He throws a great anticipation, goes through his progressions quickly. He had a great offense. He's going to have a great offense wherever he goes in the NFL because there's no slots in the NFL. But, uh, I like Jones. I'm just not as high on him as a lot of other people are. This guy, I love Trey Lance from North Dakota State. 6'4", 227, red shirt, sophomore. He's got what it takes, man. He's. I think he's everything teams are trying to get from the quarterback position right now. Athletic, big arm, can beat you with his feet, especially when you get into the red zone. You get an extra blocker like the Patriots did with Cam Newton. Somebody that can run, somebody that can make quick decisions. The only thing with him, a lot of teams, he didn't play many snaps in college, only threw 288 passes in his time in North Dakota State. He did have a year off this year. He'd be playing right now, but he opted for the draft. I love Lance. I think good touch on his deep throws and deep accuracy. I like Lance a lot. You like Trey Lance a lot there at four. I, I mean, I got Lance at five here. Um, real quick, I didn't touch on teams for Mac Jones. I think also – Hitters would be Denver, Raiders, and possibly. Who else do I have here? Uh, Broncos. You think the Raiders? I think they like Derek Oh, Cole. Bears. Sorry, Bears. Bears. The Bears will never have a good quarterback. They've never had a good quarterback. Fit, I think he fits Jim McMahon with the headband was the last time. Super Bowl shuffle. I think if it's some, here's my thing on Trey Lance at number five. Trey Lance, very, you watch the film, you're like, man, this guy can ball. He can, he can ball out. He does a lot of plays that are very college esque plays. Power runs, take the ball, run the ball right up the middle, break a 30, 40 yard gain. Yes, we've seen Lamar Jackson do it. It's very rare. The thing I can see is the guy got one big game. I know he came off COVID, two TDs, one pick, was about 50% accuracy, 149 yards versus Central Arkansas. I know he dominated 2019 with 28 TDs, zero picks, won the championship. But listen, 15 out of his 17 starts, he threw the ball less than 23 times. So he played in a lot of blowout games, a lot of games where he ran the ball more than he passed the ball. Five games of 56% or less completion percentage. I mean, out of 17, five of them, that's just not – that's not where you want to be at. I mean, I like this guy and his athleticism. He, he's very wild. I think he could go anywhere from 
literally people could fall in love with this guy top 10. And I could also see him do the Jordan Love and slide all the way to the end of the first, early second. Listen, I could see it happen. I'm not saying it's going to. I could definitely see him sliding late first, early second. Reminds me of Jordan Love uh, with that big arm, a little bit of Jalen Hurts with his stature in the pocket. He does have good stature. I really like his pocket presence. Um, listen, kind of reminds me of Mitchell Trubisky coming out of college. Great pocket awareness. Listen, the guy's still a great pocket awareness player in the NFL. He can get out of the pocket, move the pocket. I think wherever Trey Lance goes, it's going to be similar to Trubisky where they're moving the pocket a lot because this guy can play out on the run. I don't think there's any way he pulls past the Panthers. I think Panthers would be a great spot for him if they don't get Deshaun because there's reports that he that they want Deshaun. They want to throw the whole bag at Houston. Matt, any late round guys, guys like fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, developmental guys that because you know you need a good backup quarterback in the NFL. Any mid to late round guys you like? Mid round, you know. Listen, I'll save Mills for you because you have him at six. Um, I can't believe you have him at six. He's a big, big arm. Well, let's just get into it now. Why do you like this guy? Yeah. Listen, he he's same with Lance. He didn't play many games in college. He was hurt a bunch, like got hurt early in the years. COVID this year, a bunch of shit. He's a big charm on guy. I like him. Drop back in the pocket, physical arm, big arm can make all the throws. Accuracy on intermediate uh, routes. I like the, his RPO game. Play action type of guy. I think he'd be a good fourth, fifth round guy, developmental guy. Could come in, win you a game here or two. Not a full time, full fledged starter that can win the Super Bowl, but I like him. Good development guy, backup that can win you a game if you need to, for sure. Davis Mills. Yeah, no, I, I wanted you to speak on because you had him a little higher than me. I have him at nine. Like, like answering your question, developmental guy. I think Davis Mills does fit that stature. Um, the guy kind of reminds me a little bit of Trevor Simeon and Mike Glennon. Uh, I think Mike Glennon was a little bit better on the deep balls, a little bit stronger arm, that rifle coming out. But you can see in Davis Mills, when the ball comes out of his hands, it's, it's a rifle. He has a stature. Definitely reminds me of Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon, like I've said all season long, love him as a backup. He's got his opportunity to start. I think Davis Mills will be a solid backup. I think at some point, like you said, Maybe like a Trevor Simeon where, you know, he was – you didn't really know of him at, in college at all. And then he kind of came on the NFL senior like, this guy barely played. Trevor Simeon barely played at uh, Northwestern. So, Davis Mills, I like that. I think he can develop. Um, Sam Ellinger, I like. He's, he's a 6'3", 225. He's got some, you know – Spock to him. The he's guy, a guy I want on my team. He's a guy you want on the team. Talk a little trash, back it up. You might not want him playing, but you want him on the roster. That's exactly right. Listen, Colt McCoy's still in the league, and he's absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, I think he's Colt McCoy esque. I think he's bigger. Obviously, I think he's thicker. I think he can run a little bit better. Um, Colt McCoy is probably a little more accurate, um, but I think I think he's pretty good. Pretty solid there. Another guy, I, I mean, I know I got Trask at six. You got him at nine. I think Kyle Trask, second rounder, um, I think he reminds me exactly of Kirk Cousins, and you see where Kirk Cousins is at in the league. So I think he can ball out. He reminds me of Foles. Foles did win the Super Bowl, but he just can't move. And I I don't know. I'm just not big on Trask. That's it, baby. 
Here we go, baby. Getting to the big edge rushers, D-linemen, guys that can get after the quarterback, and that's what you need in this day and age. Look at the Bucks: Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett disrupted the game, won them the Super Bowl. Matt, give me th two, three guys you love this year at edge spot, D-line spot. Listen, this isn't the top, guys, because I think uh, Rosu and Phillips are at the top. Uh, you can talk about Kiwi Pay. But, guys, two to three guys I love. I love Aziz Ojilari from Georgia. I think he's going to be a first-rounder. I think he's going to be in that 20 to 30 range, maybe a little higher. The dude is an absolute stud, motor effort guy. He's going to give it to you all day long. The guy had eight and a half sacks. Sorry, eight and a half sacks. Four force fumbles. He can get to the quarterback, and when he gets there, he knows how to get the ball out and can make those splash plays. Another guy I love from the University of Pittsburgh, Patrick Jones. I think Patrick. Never would have guessed you like a pick guy. Well, you're going to get a double whammy here, baby. I'll let you in on a quick secret. Patrick Jones, University of Pittsburgh. Guy is another absolute stud, has a physical build. He can get to the quarterback, sack the ball. He doesn't give up on the play. Quarterback gets out of the pocket. He's going to be one of those guys, 110 motor, charge you down, chase you down, big sack. And what is, do I love about this guy? He's got production. Nine sacks this year, eight and a half last year. This isn't one of those one-hit wonders. This guy has been doing it since he's been at Pittsburgh. He's a faithful teammate. This is a guy you want in the locker room. And I'm going right after him. I'm staying in the University of Pittsburgh, and I'm going with Rashard Weaver. Listen, if this guy, if you pass on this guy in the second round, I think he's the perfect second-round pick. If you pass on him, you're going to make a mistake here. You're going to be like he's going to be in your head for the rest of this season, rest of the years to come. General managers are going to hate themselves because he's going to be getting to the quarterback all day, 365. People want to say this guy's on athletic. Bullshit. This guy is 6'7", 270. Sorry, 6'5", 270. And guess what? Highest pass, rush, win percentage since 2019. That was Chase Young at 36%. The next best, Richard Weaver, 30%, seven and a half sacks. Talk about production. Three forced fumbles. He's another guy that gets the ball out and turns it into a touchdown, turns it into offense production. Those are the guys you want because they make the splash plays. Everybody needs them. Rashard Weaver, I could see him on teams like the Raiders, the Steelers, the Baltimore Ravens, pimp, nasty, dirty teams in the trenches. Yeah, I like all those guys. I like Weaver a lot. He has the numbers, big-time pass rusher. Like you said, Gregory Russo from Miami. We don't really talk about him. He's short fire, top 15, top 20 pick. He's a gamer. I'm going to talk about my guy, Quiddy Pay from Michigan. Good lateral agility, flexible in the hips, can bend the corner. Great first step, great leverage. What I like the most about him, on third down, you can kick him inside. He's a quick guy for the interior guys to deal with. He can use that quick first step, those quick active hands that he has. He's a bad dude. 6'4", 271. Might have to put a little weight on, but I don't think it should affect him. I love Joseph OCOC from Texas. True speed rusher, explosive off the end. Weighs 253. So he has to, like I said about pay, same thing. Got to put some weight on. But he's a big third down rush guy, big time motor, explosive hands, active, powerful hands. 
great first step. Good counter move, guy. If, if the spoon move don't work, we'll come back with the uh, club and the swim. I like him a lot. Matt, Jalen Field was from Miami, retired, tons of problems, ton of concussion problems, but his one season in Miami lights out. He's the perfect size and weight for a DN and this and the edge rusher in this league right now. 6'5, 266. Oh my gosh. Every team's got to be licking their chops. I'm talking all one through 32. This guy could fit in all of them. And he just had, like you said, the concussion protocol. He had to retire in 218. Came back, was healthy this year. Absolute dominant. Eight sacks. He's got the same build as Rashard Weaver at that 6'5", 270, but he's a lot more athletic. So I think that's what separates Phillips at the very top of this draft compared to Weaver, who I love, possibly falling in the second round. Yeah, he's a stud. He's big time. Quick hands. Like I said, all these guys, studs. Like Ronnie Perkins, Oklahoma. This I think is a pretty deep edge rusher group. Ronnie Perkins, the last five games, for my money, was might have been the best edge rusher at in uh, college ball at Oklahoma. Big-time talent, was their best player on that defense, rushing the passer later in the season. Matt, any late-round guys you like that could your team could find a third round, fourth round that could get to the passer big-time? I got a guy who's been busting his butt all season long. Talk about per- – production it's this guy he's got it written all over him the only reason why this guy's probably going to be a day two second uh, third round um right now he's probably slated as a late third round early fourth you get him there it's an absolute steal you get him in the third it's an absolute steal i'm talking about my guy patrick johnson from tulane the guy's an all-time leader at tulane in sacks this guy is an absolute monster little undersized at 6'3 255 but last year 2000 20, he had 39 tackles, total tackles, 10 sacks, two forced fumbles. In 2018, he was another production guy with 10 and a half sacks, four forced fumbles. This year against Eastern Carolina really came on the scene in the spotlight, um, major power five spotlight, even though, the, you know, little school, six tackles, three for loss, three sacks, two forced fumbles in one game. Are you kidding me? I don't care what level, who you're playing against. Absolute monster. He reminds me of High Smith, the outside linebacker from Charlotte who went to the Pittsburgh Steelers in the fourth round. Absolute steel stud. This year he was productive, played for the Steelers, had two sacks. I think Patrick Johnson is one of those guys that, hey, he can be your third, fourth DN in your first year, his first rookie year, make an impact two to three sacks, and then move on and have a great career. Yeah, I like that. I like Tulane's other pass rusher too, Cam Sample. He's going to be a Late round pick, he's the same way Russia passer can impact your team. But I'm gonna go Jordan Smith from UAB 66255. Long, explosive, great handwork. Like I said about Phillips and those guys, good counter move. He needs to add more weight right now. That's the biggest thing. That's why he's gonna be more of a third round, fourth round type of guy. But he adds weight, comes in third down, rushes a passer, game changer, get him about 12 to 16 snaps a game impact uh, three to four rushes that can impact the game and get your team the win. Looking at deep tackles, Matt, I'm not going to touch – not a deep class at all here. Uh, Davion Nixon, I like him a lot from uh, Iowa. Gap penetrator, athletic freak, 6'3", 305. Christian Barrymore from Alabama, bust on the scene to call it football playoff. But he's not consistent enough for me. I'm not a big fan of his game. But Bama's got – Bama D-linemen seem to get better when they go to the league. The way they're taught in college obviously works. They just kind of 
peak when they get into the league. But Nixon and Barrymore, the two D tackles that will be flying off people's boards first, second round. Yeah, I totally agree. Barrymore, absolute stud. Only going to get better. Dude was a beast clogging holes. Anywhere from that 15 to 30 would be a great pick. Nixon, a beast as well. Late first rounder. How about my guy from the University of Pittsburgh, Jalen Timon? The pit. They had the best D line back to back years. Too bad they didn't have a better record because their D line was absolute ferocious. Timon, a little undersized, but guess what? So is Aaron Donald. You saw what he's doing. Best player in the NFL besides Tom Brady. Jalen Timon, 6'2, 290. I hope this guy goes in the first round. You're probably going to get him in the second, late second. Like you said, there's a lot of players, and I'm saying this because there's a lot of DNs. There's a lot of quarterbacks. There's a lot of wide receivers. There's a few running backs, a lot of offense. A lot of teams need O-linemen. So some of these guys might slide. Jalen Timon slides late second, absolute steal. You get him in the third, forget about it. Mark yourself to the championship. This guy was a beast in 2019. 41 total tackles, 23 solo, 12 for loss. Are you kidding me? Ten and a half sacks lined up over the center. He's going to bust your ass. He's going to get to the ball carrier. He sniffs the ball out on every play. Another guy that I like here, just looking down, we got Jay Tufeli, the opt-out from USC, big-time plug. Guy was a beast, five and a half, sorry, three and a half sacks, five and a half for loss. You'll see him coming off. A guy that has a constant motor that we could see late, third, fourth round, fifth round, Taquan Graham from Texas, 6'4", 295, absolute motor, 23 tackles, total tackles, 12 solo, seven for loss, two sacks. I really like him. Texas defense, they have studs. I wish they were a little bit better this year. Matt thinks you should pick, uh, pick guys. Pick guys are it, baby. Pit is it. All right, here we go. Draft time, bitches. Draft time. Here we go. This week, we're going to do sporting event concessions. We're talking about when you go to a, a ball game, when you go to a college game, when you go to a pro game. What do you get at the concession stand? What do you love? What are you spending money on? Because we know it's expensive there. What's the first thing you do when you sit down? We flipped the puzzle. Matt won last week, finally got off the snive. Finally, baby. Got the big win, made my separation. I, I'm feeling confident this week. Let me nod it up. Trevor's up 2-1. Here we go, baby. We flipped the puzzle piece. I won again four times in a row. Shit. Here we go. My first overall pick is easy. That's a beer. Ice cold beer. You know what my, one of my dreams is? Go to a, like a baseball game and catch a foul ball, home run ball, in the cup, in the draft, <laughs> and then be. chug it. Got that's be. one of my favorite things that's what I want. Like that's my. You, I, it's cold game. It, it's hot day bucket game. You're sitting in the in the outfield. You get old draft cores light. Mm -hmm. You're mm -hmm. pounding it. I mean that thing tastes so mm -hmm. good. Got to be a draft too. Got to has be to be a draft because the because you're worried the cans get too icy. Big old icy lights get too cold, too warm. Yeah, yeah. That's what you need. Ice cold beer. Number one pick overall. That's a no-brainer number one pick, I think. That's a no-brainer. I mean, I'm just going with my order that I order every single game I go into because, A, I've been drinking before the event, so Correct. I'm pretty banged up, forgot to eat. Um, but then when I go in there, I make sure the first thing I get is beer to keep it rolling. Absolutely. But so my second order, while I'm up there ordering my beer, I say I need something, a little carby, bring me back to life but keep me drunk. I'm going with none other. My favorite, foot-long Hot dog. Baby. That was number two on my list. The old humdinger, baby. Nothing better than the old foot long hot dog. I love going to the Pirate Games. 
loaded up, big greasy foot long with a cold beer. Let's go. Listen, everyone says you need to go to the actual concession stand to get it. I mean, there's are fresh ones, but there's nothing better than the guy coming up with the hot dog wrapped in the foil. Those are like the lifesaver dogs. That like you're pounding your four or five beers in the third inning. You need something in your stomach. This is six bucks. You pass it down to your buddy. You get one in you, and you can go three or four more innings. <laughs> That's exactly it. Here we go. Number two. This is tough. This is tough. I'm going to go the old ice cream helmet. Ice cream in the old mini helmet. That was good, man. That I mean, a good one. Ice cream in the mini helmet. You get the white, the vanilla chalk, vanilla, just vanilla with some sprinkles, some, you add some toppings if you want to. But the best part, you get to take it home. You get to take it home, add it to your collection, whatever. I know it's a that's a late inning game. That may be a uh, middle of the week going to Tuesday night. You have something to eat, and you get that at the end of the night. Listen. This next pick, it might not sound like a splash play, but this is a true order. I do the beer, the hot dog. I don't want to spend a fortune, and I don't spend on try to buying anything else. What I'm about to announce here is going to last you the rest of the game. Like you said, after the hot dog, you want to keep panding. I don't want to spend too much more money. What do I got left? Peanuts. I had it. I was going to go there, but that's, that's something that withstands you all day. All day. Peanuts will stand you all day. And I want to be the guy or girl who's sitting there with my seat. I got a cold beer. I'm rooting hard as hell. And you look under my seat, and I'm squishing on all the peanut shells. I'm just cranking them up. They said that guy's a mess. But you know what? These peanuts, they're keeping me alive. And I'm drinking. I'm having a great time. And peanuts are the key to success. You know the big thing about peanuts? You become everyone's favorite guy. You turn around to the people, a couple behind you. You want some peanuts. People left you. You want some peanuts. People in front of it, do you want some peanuts? Big bag. I mean, this is pre-COVID. You can't do it now. But this, you become everyone's favorite guy when you're passing peanuts around. Everybody's favorite guy. Hey, you see a fan over there, a rival you don't like, hit him in the head with a peanut and duck. Throw a peanut at him and say, turn around and say, holy hell. Third pick overall, you got to get something in your stomach to fill you up, to get you going. I'm going to go nachos. Oh. The big nachos with the two things of cheese on the side with the jalapenos. Oh. You can't beat them. I'd go for all. Oh, those are the best. Absolutely. Nothing better than the old nachos. You sit in there. You give a couple to your friends. With they dip. No double dipping. Nachos, number three overall. Man, I like that one. All right, here's the next one. I got to go with the classic because you're killing it. Listen, if you come in, maybe you don't have enough money to make the full order. Okay. Right? Maybe you can't go beer, hot dog, peanuts, Okay. and you need a one-hit wonder. All right. You got five bucks in your pocket. You need a one-hit wonder. Maybe your friend grabs you a beer. Maybe you're taking a timeout. Okay. Someone will spot you a beer. No timeouts, but all right. A fan will spot you a beer. This is a one-hit wonder. Pretzel and cheese, baby. Absolutely. Solid. Easy to eat with your hands. You can, you can get that down in, all, in a half inning. Got to get it down in a half. If you're drunk, pretzel bread will bring you back. If you're not drunk, you're having fun, you're trying to save a little buck, but you're hungry, you want to get involved, pretzel and cheese. Dunk it, splat it, eat it, salt it anyway, baby. Absolutely. Easy. Something easy gets your gets in your stomach. You're ready to roll. Here we go. Number four. I mean, this is easy as well. Guys coming down, coming down saying, here we go. Got this right here. Your popcorn. Get some little popcorn in you. Throw five, ten bucks down there. You got make sure you're tipping your guys. 
popcorn easy. Just pop it in your mouth. You're good. Quick, something easy. I like that when I'm at a game, I don't want to have my hands all dirty. I want things that are quick, easy. You can get on your phone, check your bets, whatever you need to do. Some quick, easy, and popcorn falls underneath that category. I think you're right there. I think you just nailed that one. I'm going a little bit outside of the box here. I'm thinking a lot of sport games are outside. I know there are some inside, hockey, basketball, but, hey, baseball, football, maybe you like tennis, soccer, we're grueling, it's hot out, you're di- you're dying. Now you had too much to drink. You had a lot of beers, you had a lot of bread, but you're sweating to death. Booze is just falling out of your okay. out of your holes. I like where you're at. What do you see the guy walking up? You can barely see you're a little dizzy. And what do you hear him saying? He's like an angel. Frozen lemonade. Oh my god. Frozen lemonade. That's it. I like that. I like that. You can let it melt and drink it. You can suck it down in a popsicle. You can get the one that's like in the little like it looks like a blizzard, but it's lemonade. With that little generic spoon. With the wooden spoon. Yeah, wooden spoon, yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Eight bucks. Something quick. Something quick. Quick, quick will bring you back to life. A little sugar if you're about to pass out. Light oh, it up. On a nice Sunday uh matinee day. Exactly. Nice son. I like it. That's a good call. I'm impressed. So, my final one. I mean, I can go a couple ways here. I have a couple things written down, but I'm gonna go. You know what? You gotta mix this in every once in a while. Your water. You gotta, you gotta mix this in. Listen. Every listen. That's what I need in my life. I need someone. Like Sony bottle. I need <laughs> someone to follow me around and just whisper in my ear. Mix in a water. Just every once in a while, maybe you have one or two at a game. You just take a sip, you put it down, mix in a water. It's all just mix it in, just a little tap tap. Mix in a water. I love that. I'm gonna stay in the liquid family, and this literally, even if I go to a game and I'm drinking, I think halftime. You know, if you need to regroup, like I said, maybe sugar's a little low because you've been boozing. You got a lot of food in you, maybe not enough liquid. Good enough liquid. This might not be bad, but this brings me back. And it's always enjoyable. You don't have to be drunk. You could be a normal fan. It goes with all the food. I'm talking about a nice, tall, 22, 30 ounce. Put some ice in there. A nice Coke or Pepsi. Oh, yeah. Carbonation to bring it back, baby. I like that. I like that. Just quick. Tastes good. You can have it with all all your food items. It's light too. It's like water. You can drink that and then drink a beer right after. Absolutely, absolutely. Gets this. You maybe have to burp. Gets the stomach going a little bit. Matt, you have any honorable mentions? I had chicken tenders, fries. Yeah, chicken tenders. I was gonna do Dippin' Dots just because of the stand with all well. the flavor. I just wanted frozen, frozen. But I had ice cream helmets, so I didn't want to go. I had waffle cone on there as well. I had white claw on there, but I mean, I already had beer, so. Sometimes you know I get in the mood for licorice. I don't know oh, why. Yeah. I'm not a big candy guy, but every now and then I'll do some licorice. I like it. I mean, there's tons of shit you can do. There's tons. Make sure you go on a vote on the IG, see who gets the winner. I mean, I got beer, so I mean, come on. I mean, come on, fellas. I'm in trouble. Ladies. Run the damn ball podcast is done for the evening. We did quarterbacks in the old D-line edge rushers. Listen, next week it's going to be running back, linebacker with another draft. We did sports concession stand tonight. If you guys have any topics you would like us to do, or if you want to join in on one of the drafts, DM us at Run the Damn Ball Podcast on Instagram and or Twitter, and make sure you vote 
on the draft on the Instagram profile. Matt, take us home. Yeah, baby. All I'm saying is if Rashad Weaver and Patrick Jones don't get selected in the two first rounds, first two rounds, I'm telling you, gee, it's going to be a headache for GMs. Hey, let's have a fucking weekend this week. Get out there, have some booze, suck some booze down. Let's have a fucking weekend, baby. Let's go. Concession stand booze, baby.